Welcome back to another episode of B-Hall Radio. I'm your host, Brian Rowan. We're at episode 77 right now. Co-host Tyler McLees on the show. Welcome, Tyler. Good to be back. <laughs> uh, Thank you. Yeah, we got, a, we got a fun one tonight. We've got uh, 1993 Yusma grad TJ Wright on the show. So TJ hey. was a... Uh, Arvin, this is going to be a long intro because you got a lot of accolades, but uh, we'll start small. You are Arvin Memorial Award recipient, three-time EIWA place winner, EIWA finalist, two-time NCAA qualifier, two-time University Nationals champion, University World Team member, and you are a Special Forces officer, transitioned into acquisitions, uh, and currently the president and owner of Offset Strategic Services and a managing partner for Offset Systems Group. Did I get all that right? Yeah, that sounds great, man. Good job. <laughs> awesome. Well, welcome to the show. This is going to be fun. Man, it's, uh, man, I'm uh, happy to be here. I know we were trying, uh, planning was difficult with my schedule, but uh, glad we're finally here and, and looking forward to talking with you guys. Yeah, no, I think it worked out uh, better for this because, I mean, it's March. It's, you know, between EIWAs and NCAAs. I think, you know, more people tune in to wrestling this time of year. Um, yeah. But th- I think, uh, I think it's, it was good the way the delay worked out. All right, cool. So, um, Let it work. So you're you're in Alabama right now. What's the weather there like? Uh, man, so people that aren't from when I came down to Alabama for the first time, I was expecting it to be like, you know, uh, stereotypically hot, you know, south. But it's uh, Huntsville, Alabama is uh, it's, it's cold. Right now. It's like, I don't know, it's like 40 or 50 degrees. So it gets there cold, but, you know, it'll warm up here pretty soon. But it's, I shouldn't say, it, it's probably 40s, 50s, somewhere around there. But it's its cooler than you think it would be in in the South and in, in, uh, in Alabama. So Yeah, and I, I wish we could have done this episode live you know, a couple of weeks ago when you were planning to yeah. come to West Point, but that didn't work out. I guess you were coming up, your uh, your son's interested in going, so I'm sure that's got to be a... Yeah, he's going to, he's, he's uh, going to USAMAX, uh, United States Military Project. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> And, and, you know, so you got a presidential nomination and you got some other, other nominations, but this was a route that, you know, he chose and, uh, you know, uh, they thought would be uh, best for him. But he didn't need wrestling to get into use of maps or, or West Point. You know, I did. Uh, so. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm really proud of my son. You know, he's um, and I, I may have some other kids. I have four kids and we'll see what happens with those. Uh, so I'm yeah. guessing he's the oldest. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, TJ, so you're you're in Alabama now, but you're originally from uh, New York, right? That's right. Um, you know, so right behind us, I think best wrestling in the country, Tyler. I think is in New York, and then Penn State. I think is right behind us. They're working hard. I, I say that. And I hope uh, Dave Warnick's watching because this will irritate him. I'm sure he's going to listen in. <laughs> um, so so growing up upstate New York, what what got you into wrestling? How'd that get started? Oh man. So my, it started because, uh, you know, my dad was, he wrestled for Minnesota state, which used to be Mankato state. And my dad wrestled for, I mean, this, I'm giving you a little bit of context history, but you know, my dad wrestled for Rummy Macius, uh, you know, hall of famer. And, you know, so my dad was a wrestler. He was a coach. Uh, he became a, a teacher and a, and a coach varsity coach. And, you know, at five years old, uh, you know, I, I, that's what I thought. I mean, he was a wrestling coach, lots of, people wrestling around me. That's what I thought you did with, you know, that said, get on the mat. All right. So five years old, started wrestling and, um, you know, uh, maybe a couple uh, months later was in my first uh, tournament, 
which was uh, the schoolboy AAU. They used to have like AAU, not USA Wrestling, right? Uh, AAU tournament. And uh, um, that was my first tournament um, and uh, turned out well. Um, there's a story to that one too. But um, so uh, I, I wrestled in that tournament. And uh, then my dad set things up where he was the head coach. So there was, uh, I don't know, uh, he had, uh, you know, he set up with the other varsity coach. He's like, Hey, you got a, you got a 45 pounder, five, six years old, uh, 50 pounder. I don't care. And so he did exhibitions. So, and the, and the crowd loved it because it had these two little you know, takes rolling around the mat, you know, under the lights. And that's where I kind of got the, the love for wrestling and wrestling under the lights, you know, and that's, you know, how in, in New York state, you know, tournaments matches, it's all under the lights and it's a big spectacle. And, and, uh, man, that was, that was a lot of fun. So, that's how I started. You know, dad was a wrestler. Um, and then I became a wrestler and that's what I thought we were in a big wrestling town. Our high school was prolifically, you know, awesome in wrestling and, uh, all my friends wrestled. You know, yeah. So that was and, uh, New York is definitely a, a wrestling state, although it probably doesn't get the publicity, um, that Pennsylvania does. And I mean, rightfully so, but you play any other sports growing up or was it just wrestling? Yeah, I, you know, so my dad was, uh, our, our two best sports in our high school were uh, wrestling and, and swimming. And he coached both of, of those. Uh, he went from one school when I start, when he was a varsity coach and then came over to uh, Fern Hills in section two. Um, but uh, I did swim and my sister was a division one swimmer. She, um, she, uh, was a captain of the Cornell swim team and was a, a really good swimmer. And uh, I almost, when I say almost, I was considering going to Cornell. Um, but uh, yeah. So I, I find it interesting how like, you know, you're, when you hear about like some of the better, you know, some of the better, bigger wrestlers who, you know, wrestled in seventh grade in New York or in Minnesota, yeah. you know, and those are usually smaller guys who are wrestling at like 103, now 106. You're yeah. a bigger guy, you know, what, what do you wrestle as a seventh grader? I, I, I oh man, I was uh, 11th and 12th graders. What? Yeah. So I started off, uh, at, so New York used to have, I don't know if the weights are now, uh, 91 pounds. Um, so, uh, that's, that's pretty small. And so I, seventh grade, there was another, uh, JP Epifanio, really good wrestler. He wrestled for, uh, Whitehall and his coach was a Lehigh, uh, college wrestler. Uh, he and I were the two first um, seventh graders and uh, on the mat. And, you know, so how I got into that is, you know, dad's coach and he and, and uh, coach Koch, uh, the head coach, um, when it came over to the other school, dad was a JV coach. Um, they, uh, they put me on the mat in sixth grade. So I actually wrestled with a 91 pounder when I was in sixth grade. Uh, I didn't compete. And then that prepped me for my seventh grade. Um, and, but, I, you know, I just started wrestling, getting out there and, um, you know, did well my, my first year in, in seventh grade. Now I, I was, you know, it started at five and what helped me was, uh, you know, my dad was just tough and he's always wanted me to be tough and scrappy. And I had enough, you know, physicality to me, but I hadn't hit puberty yet. Shoot. I didn't hit puberty probably until, you know, eighth, ninth grade, really, you know, I started to, you know, muscles started to come even more. Um, but, uh, you know, it's tough when you're, I mean, I'm still a little kid in seventh grade. <laughs> yeah. I could just imagine being a, you know, a seventh grader wrestling like 10th, 11th, 12th graders, like. Yeah, no, so some of the, I don't know that. So there was a, I wrestled a 12th grader uh, at the beginning of the year and he was uh, at 91 pounds. He was a uh, small person. I don't know what the right uh, lingo, but a, a, a small person, right? And, and he was, and he was, you know, so when I first wrestled him in the beginning of the year, 
he just pummeled me. And uh, at the end of the year, uh, I don't know if it was in the class A's or whatever tournament it was, I beat him. Um, so that was, uh, and so I did wrestle, you know, some, there's not a lot of, it's usually at 91 pounds, it's, it's younger guys, ninth graders and 10th graders, but there are some juniors and seniors in there. Did you start wrestling, uh, Greco when you were young too? I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I started at five and then, um, you know, so I started, uh, Greco at six and, and my first, uh, Greco, big Greco tournament was the Eastern nationals, which was AAU before USA wrestling. Uh, but I started uh, <laughs> like Ma the Mawas. Uh, Atwa. Was it Mawas? Is it is that the for East, East, when you said Eastern Nationals? It makes me think of uh, yeah. Brian. Brian's trying to give it a plug because he's he's wrestling in Mawas <laughs> in a couple weeks. He, he's going. He's uh, about to go public with it, but he's trying to hype it up like people know what it is. So it sounds yeah. cool that he's doing it. So just we're, we're just going along with it. I know there's there's a hotel in, in New Jersey, Mawa, isn't it right? Well, that's a, that's a, yeah, that's a town, but, um, my law stands that's for, that's for the Association. It's at the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, uh, you, you asked Tyler about, uh, wrestling, you know, Greco yeah. and, and freestyle, you know, so, um, yeah, that was big, uh, in upstate New York. And, um, you know, so Greco, I started because, uh, you know, one of the most, it was the most prolific, uh, most, uh, successful, Greco and freestyle, but most mostly Greco uh, was the Adirondack Freestyle Wrestling Association. Uh, so uh, from a very young age, I started off there. Joe DeMeo was the head coach, and he was like a four-time assistant Olympic coach, four-time world team coach. I mean, he he actually I think uh, coached almost three hundred U.S. national champions and like forty-one world uh, team member. I mean, this dude was amazing for wrestling and I learned so much from my dad from you know and and Joe DeMeo uh but so when if you're an upstate in section two and you're near Albany uh you wrestled in Atwa and uh th that that really uh made me the wrestler you know a, a lot of things uh made me you know uh, successful and able to compete in the division one was because of Greco it, it's you know it, it added another um you know, skill like in mixed martial art mixed martial arts it, it, another uh, you know uh set of tools in the kit bag yeah i was going to ask about that how that helped you become like a well-rounded because you have you got a, a lot of accolades from high school too that's kind of where i was going to transition next yeah. to the story about uh new york state finals your senior year yeah well you know so uh i tell you the thing that helped me and you know i've got a a, a viewpoint on wrestling and uh, you watch kids at, and how much they wrestle now, I, you know, they like every damn day. I mean, and they're, they're banging and they're burning out. Right. Um, and, and, uh, we can talk about when I burned out that's you know, later, if you remember, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. But, uh, when I was a young kid, you know, we wrestled once on Saturdays and it was a big deal. Um, and, uh, but the, what we got at, at our wrestling program, I think is a little bit different. I mean, every, all wrestling programs do gymnastics. We did, I mean, tumbling and gymnastics and it's kind of like what the soviets did and you know i'm not a big fan of the soviets but their wrestlers are you know uh, are, are amazing but we did a lot of, of tumbling we had a lot of upper body and uh we even had uh some judo in there um and so and that was because of jason morris a teammate um he was a two-time state champion and went on to syracuse as an all-american but uh, i learned a lot of judo my dad uh, was a, a judo fighter player whatever you want to call it so 
Um, what helped me uh, was uh, everybody knows how to do a high crotch and um, you know a single double, all the, the basic you know. And there's a lot of funky stuff that's go, that goes on now. Um, but what helped me, you know, my in my wrestling was I had uh, you know just like in mixed martial arts, if you're just a you know a boxer, you know, uh, you're you know if if you've got some skills like ground game, boxing game, wrestling game, Muay Thai. So that's what helped me with, uh, with, with uh, you know, division one is I had judo and, or reco and judo added with, with you know, the other wrestling. Um, and that's what helped me uh, uh, be more successful. And, and that's what I would say, you know, just if we're, uh, if you're raising a, a young boy or girl wrestling, um, get them, you know, especially at a young age, get them more, get them into the uh, gymnastics, get them into some uh, ju learning judo, you know, um, and, um, and get them into those, uh, uh and, and get that first and then get the, the wrestling, you know, the normal standard wrestling, you're going to get that. And, um, but really focus on the technique and, and the balance of movement and that stuff really makes you, you know, a, I think a tremendous wrestler is having all those other skills. Yeah. And I think yeah. it, it kind of helps, um, you know, wrestling can be a grind, especially like early on. Like if you're doing that from five years old to 10 years old, you know, yeah, it, it can be a grind if you're, if you're as a parent, not paying attention, you know, not, not consciously thinking about it. And I think it's a good, good point to, you know, getting involved in something earlier, maybe getting involved in wrestling, like, you know, a few years later than normal. Or just light, you know, I, you know, and right now, uh, you know, the, uh, I'm not a big fan of, of uh, the Soviet Union or, or Russia, especially what's going on right now. But, uh, you know, you look back in the 70s and 80s um, and 90s, you know, they, they started off, you know, with tumbling. They started off with, you know, sambo and, and judo and, and technique, 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 technique. Um, and then they compete more later, you know. So, um, you know, there's That's a... Cool. Uh, you know, so you'll see, you know, and that's why we have, if you look at all the stands and all the, out of all the Olympic uh, medals, you know, they, they, you know, the former Soviet Union, um, you know, has a lot of champions uh, is because I think they take a different approach um, to, to wrestling. Uh, but uh, again, I'm not a fan of <laughs> Russia or the Soviet Union, especially with uh, our former Soviet Union, what's going on uh, right now in the world. Uh, but there are things that, you know, we can learn from uh, on, on how they used to train or how, how they uh, uh, develop their young wrestlers. There's a, a really uh, interesting documentary that uh, um, on Rudis, uh, Kyle Snyder's on there. He visited um, Dagestan uh, yeah. a couple months ago and like all the like elite Russians, Russian wrestlers, like basically they gave him like a, you know, they let him, you know, try, took him around the country or, you know, around Dagestan for like 10 days and they became like really close and good friends. And it looks like there's like good ties between the wrestling program, you know, the wrestlers there and at least yeah. Kyle Snyder. Um, it was really cool. I didn't realize how, like, I, I had this idea of like Russia being like, you know, Rocky four, like Moscow. But when I see Dagestan, I see like Afghanistan. Like I don't yeah. see it, it's, I didn't realize the parody in, um, um, in Russia and the differences with, you know, in the, in the cultures within the country. Yeah, and so uh, you know, you've seen stuff like you know Dave Schultz. Uh, I can't remember that special they had on his tragic uh, uh, demise there, but you know he was a a, a big student of um, you know other cultures, and and when he would come to the uh, 
when you know when he went run over to Russia and and they came over, they they talked to him and he learned their language. Uh, but he learned a lot about you know how they trained. And my coach, uh, uh, my Greco freestyle Greco coach uh, Joe DeMeo, um, uh, he was uh, he he was studying you know how they uh, how they train how they. So I learned at a really young age uh, you know a, a lot of the the uh, Eastern Bloc uh, wrestling moves, you know, um, and that helped, you know, my Greco and my freestyle, um, which uh, um, I think I, um, I I pretty much carried through. You know, there's a lot of things I did uh, in, in college that, that come from uh, guys that you know, like Dave Schultz and and uh, some of the the guys that I wrestled. So I was a, a um, ninth grade. I had a really good opportunity. Um, and it was because of my dad and my relationship with uh, Joe DeMeo uh, to in ninth grade, I was uh, Sean Sheldon's throwing dummy. Sean Sheldon was a, a in 92 was the silver medalist in the Olympics. And he would beat on me. Um, I mean, ruthlessly. And I was his throwing dummy. And uh, but uh, he and uh, and then I, I wrestled. I was a partner for. Uh, Ike Anderson, 1365. He was the USA Wrestling Greco development guy, uh, mm-hmm. a director. And then Andy Sears, all these guys, you know, knew all the Russians. They talked to them, they'd learn and talk about wrestling. But there was, there was uh, you know, a, uh, a, an appreciation of USA wrestling and, um, and, and, you know, Russia at that time, even though we were in a, in a cold war and uh, things were pretty dark. Uh, then, you know, so sometimes the governments are a little bit different than the people, you know, but. Yeah, uh, yeah so, um, you know, kind of transitioning into like, you know, you're, you choosing to go to West Point. Um, yeah. How did, how did that come to be, you know, in high school? When did you first, you know, you, you have an older sister that went to Cornell or is she younger? Yeah, uh, no, she's an older sister. So, um, you know, we had a lot of recruited uh, guys out of our high school. And, you know, I saw, you know, the pressure of uh, scholarships and, um, you know, performance injuries and all that stuff. Uh, and so I was uh, at the uh, at the junior nationals. I, I started off in ninth grade and was getting I had some success out at the junior nationals in ninth and tenth grade. Um, and uh, coach is um, at Wicks uh, out of Navy, um, you know, started talking to me. Um, and I was planning on going to Na- the Naval Academy, went up for a trip. I think it was like oh. ninth grade. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, so uh, then, uh, um, you know, so I-, I was planning on actually going to Naval Academy and I was looking at some other schools. I was trying to use my wrestling to get the best degree I could uh, or, you know, uh, the best education I could. Um, but uh, it was my junior uh, year after my, you know, it's my um, yeah, uh, junior year, it's, you know, between junior and senior year. At the junior nationals, uh, Jack Spates. You guys have heard this name before. He was assistant coach, and he recruited Warren Egg and, and and me and others. Um, he talked to my grandparents that were at the junior nationals, and uh, then talked to my parents. And uh, my dad was a coach, um, and then talked to me and said, "Hey, TJ, I heard you want to study finance and economics, and you want to go into the corporate side." And he goes, you know, West Point, I, I really want you to, you know, and, and he also knew that I was, I wanted to go to the Naval Academy. Why don't you, uh, why don't you come on down? So we had a trip. I think Warnick was on that trip too, but he had uh, Spates at his house had 
uh, all these uh, you know professors and different folks there. One of them was uh, out of the econ department. He's like, "Hey, TJ, I heard that you're very interested." And he worked it. You know, he was he was very good and and uh, said, uh, "Here's what the average." Um, West Point graduate makes. I was like, damn. And it was like $78,000. This is for somebody that was this back in, you know, in the uh, late 80s. And I was like, wow, $78,000. That's a lot. Uh, and so uh, I, I changed my mind and my senior year. And it's like, uh, you know, Coach Wicks would call and hey, what's going on? And so I'm going to West Point. And I mean, uh, and it, <laughs> it got it got bad over, you know, a, a month or two where my dad said, hey, don't call my son, you know, to to the Naval Academy coach, uh, but uh, I made the right decision and uh, went to Army. So, but you know, that's kind of how it happened. And you know, there were some other schools I was interested in, and kind of funny stories. You know, um, I was interested in, in Harvard. Um, I was inter interested in UPenn because of a Wharton School of Business. And uh, when the uh, UPenn coach was talking to me, it's like, well, what can you? <laughs> I didn't know. It's you know, 17 years old. You know, what can you offer? Can you get me into Wharton School of Business? Well, it doesn't work that way. You gotta, you've gotta perform in, as an undergrad, but if you perform well as an undergrad and you apply, you have a good shot of getting into Wharton. It's like, well, I don't want that. Yeah, so. Um. <laughs> what, did you, uh, what did you think about the military side of the house? Like, what did you know? Or was that something you were interested in? Because I know you talked about like the finance and the corporate world. How did yeah, they so, uh, you know, I really, uh, when I was at West Point, I mean, I, I learned, uh, I internalized a lot of things, you know, and I went to West Point uh, for other reasons, I think. And then you kind of internalize, you know, uh, the character and value uh, trait development and all the things that you learn there. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I chose military intelligence uh, because uh, I was going to get out in five years. I was going to go into the, I want to go into the corporate world. So I chose military intelligence, sounded cool and be good on my resume. Um, and, uh, you know, next thing I knew, I got, I get into the army um, and I'm at the basic course and I'm working out and running and um, uh, I show up at um, a PT one morning. I have two months before I can start the basic course. Um, and uh, so I had a, you know, Blackbird, white, whatever they call it. Um, and uh, so I was looking to do some PT with somebody and I was there early at, at uh, what's called Apache Flats and, uh, every, no one had showed up yet. And there's this group of guys that were in under uh, a mesquite tree. It was dark and it's like, Hey guys, what's going on? Um, and there was Captain Sad, didn't know it was Captain Sad at the time. Well, we're doing PT. Can you run? And it's like, yeah, I can run. And uh, it's like, you want to run with us? And, uh, Sure um so uh he goes all right and then he, they took off it's at 3500 uh, feet above sea level they took off and i kept up with them i mean it was just a mass of guys going finished up and he goes hey you want to keep working out with us and that sounds great and i'm captain sad i'm running this rip program uh you want to just keep running with us it's like, okay so then i got into the basic course and i kept working out with these guys there there's some ranger regiment guys that were ncos that were now uh in the uh officer course in the basic officer course and uh, and that's how I kind of got in, uh, you know, I got into this uh, RIP program for five months. It's a six months uh, uh, basic course for MI and end up going to ranger school because I was, you know, working out and doing, you know, sucking it down. I mean, because you had to get to do all these bit, you know, you had to do these uh, field problems and, and uh, um, you know, but it was with a real bunch of a good bunch of guys. And that kind of got me into um, 
you know, uh, you know, I want to go to ranger school and, and, uh, it set me on another path. You know, once I was ranger qualified, I was like, all right, this is kind of cool. What'd you, you know? uh, what'd you think when you branched MI because you wanted to get out in five years and go into the corporate world and then you, you're in ranger school with a ruck on your back and not sleeping for days at a time. And you're like, I'm basically an infantry officer at this point. Like I, I was, you know, and it's kind of funny. Uh, I was an infantry officer and it wasn't what I planned on doing. I didn't want to do any of the airborne school, any of that stuff when I was at West Point. I wanted, you know, uh, I'm already a wrestler and it's sucking it down two practices a day and all that stuff. You know, I, I, I've, uh, I'm grinding enough. Uh, but, you know, I'm in ranger school. I was like, what the hell am I doing here? But uh, it wasn't, you know, ranger school sucked because of the sleep part. Uh, the food part wasn't uh, bad because we're wrestlers because, you know, I'd think it's like, I can drink all the water I want, you know, but uh, it does. Did it, in uh, 62 days or did you? I have- did. And, you know, and that's my luck. You know, it, I made it straight through. And a lot of that is, you know, the luck of the patrols and, and what have you. And, um, you know, there's there's patrols I messed up, but I was, you know, I, I was a wrestler. Violence of action on the objective. And it's like, all right. You sucked in all these areas, but damn, that was good. You know, yeah. so <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah. So really, Ranger School is a tough uh, course, uh, and you know, so there's a lot of luck in there. A lot of guys get you know uh, recycled. Great guys get recycled. You know, so yeah, I was very fortunate. But that changed my path. So I went to the 82nd Airborne, and uh, I was a BIC, and you know, and there was a kind of a joke about you know add an H on the end or a T, a CH on there, but a big, a battlefield intelligence, you know, coordinator, something, I forget what it's called, but, uh, I was, you know, ranger qualified MI guy in there. And, uh, we, uh, prepped for, um, uh, Haiti. We we're supposed to jump into Haiti and, and that was really good exposure to some intelligence agencies and stuff like that, but we didn't jump in. Um, and, um, uh, but not long after that, um, my, uh, uh, battalion commander Steve Fondacaro, the West Point grad, came out of Ranger Regiment. Amazing, uh, great leader. And he said, Hey, uh, the uh, uh, 82nd Airborne won Best Ranger in 1994. Um, you know, uh, do you want to go to Best Ranger competition? And I was like, uh, What's that, sir? And he's like, He explained it. It's like, That sounds, you know, he saw me run on the, on the street there and, you know, I was in good shape. And uh, um, so, I just, uh, it was like six weeks away. I, uh, I trained every day, running six miles and do push-ups and sit-ups. That's all I did. And then did this, uh, this two-day competition in the 82nd and made the team. And then we did like SD and uh, went to the best ranger competition. Uh, and uh, I, uh, so it's kind of funny there. Um, Doug McCormick, you guys have heard that name before, who was the first yeah. captain, uh, 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 great, you know, wrestler leader. Was he your uh, last minute or was he a year behind? Was he a year behind? Oh, no, he was, uh, he was uh, uh, three years. Uh, uh, so he was, uh, uh, when I was a, a plebe, he was uh, uh, a, a cow. Um, so yeah, he was, a, he was ahead of me. He was older than me. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, um, but anyways, he was at the best ranger competition. He took, set, we took Liam and Collins, who eventually found a good partner and won it. Uh, he did it like, I think on his fourth time, uh, Doug, I think he did one or tw- uh, once or, or no, he, it's at least twice could have been, uh, two times or three times, at least twice. He, uh, he took second, um, which, uh, and that's, that's a, that's a tough competition. Yeah. Uh, a lot of fun though. Yeah. A lot of fun. So that got me into, uh, uh, 
and so you're getting back to the infantry, Tyler. Um, so I'm in the uh, 82nd Airborne and the Infantry uh, uh, Battalion, uh, Airborne Infantry Regiment. And, uh, you know, the battalion commander, Steve Fondacaro, said, uh, hey, I'm going to make you the uh, scout platoon leader. And I said, you, do you want to do that? And I was like, sure, sir. And uh, so I became scout platoon leader. And then, so my career kept on, it was just a guy saying, hey, would you like to do this? Yeah, you want to, yeah, I'll do that. That sounds great. Um, and, uh, and how that got me into special forces was, uh, uh, you know, I socialized, uh, you know, I started uh, when I was a scout platoon leader, we were supposed to go to Bosnia, Tuzla in the very, in 1995, in the very beginning. So I, we got a lot of training for six months, including at SWIC. Um, and I started uh, interfacing with special forces, um, off, or not off, well, some officers, but mostly NCOs. And they uh, said, hey, you should go special forces. Do you want to go special forces? You know, that sounds great. You know, so that's how I got into special forces. Um, so wow. it's, uh, I, you know, it, it's crazy how, you know, I, I, I planned on five and fly going to the corporate world, and, you know, and then there's a path there to, you know, 22 years later and I, I retired. <laughs> uh, a lot how it all works out yeah it really is Cir circling back to kind of you know the beginning you know back to west point now uh because we, we definitely don't want to um just disregard all of your all of your uh your years competing we definitely want to you know talk about a lot of those stories um you went to prep school right i did okay yep. what was what was that like was there a, <laughs> yeah. was there a <laughs> did you guys have a wrestling coach then or like how I, yeah my, it was uh Bill George, he was a great guy. He was like the coach. He was the um, football coach and the uh, wrestling coach. His name is Bill George, super guy. And it was, uh, we had a uh, pretty good team. We had, you know, uh, Warnick and Aradon, uh, Reyna Arredondo, Dave Abrams, and uh, there's, there, there's a list of other guys as well. But uh, that, was a, that was a great year. So, I mean, I highly recommend, you know, uh, I, I needed it for, you know, academics and just to, to get myself up one more year. Uh, but what it helped me in, in wrestling was it gave me um, a year to mature physically, a year to, um, uh, you know, mature physically and, and mentally uh, and, and prep for um, uh, Division One wrestling and, and prep for, uh, for West Point, uh, just the, the cadet life. Um, but it was great for wrestling because uh, I, I got another year of, I, I was a late bloomer, uh, just like Warnick, you know, it, it gave us another year to kind of get stronger. Um, and then we wrestled in tournaments like East Stroudsburg and we wrestled, I think we wrestled junior colleges, I can't remember. Uh, but we wrestled like Blair and Navy prep and we had wrestling tournaments, you know, and, and uh, it was like a red shirt year, but you, I think you, you almost compete more than a red shirt, you know. What weight so, were you wrestling at that point? um uh, 177 okay i think was it um was the prep school at fort monmouth back then as well yeah it was at, it was at fort monmouth and uh that was great down there i mean the new i just went uh back and uh you know because my son got a tour there and he got a, he got a, a accepted or you know offer and he accepted and so they 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 toured him uh, gave him a tour at west point and they gave him a tour um at the, the prep school so i got to see that as well and the new prep schools is 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 fantastic it has uh beautiful oh it oh it's, it's amazing i don't know how many millions they spent on that thing but uh the fields out there and then the view of it itself looking out on the on the mountains it's, it's that's 
that's spectacular. And my son was, wow, dad, this is really cool. And he was impressed by the, the weight rooms there and, and what have you. But uh, so Mammoth was cool because we were away from the flagpole uh, and we we're on the Jersey shore. Uh, and so uh, that was uh, a, a great year, um, you know, because we not just matured physically and, and mentally uh, and, you know, got into that cadet way of life. We built, had relationships. Um, you know, it's hard to, I mean, you're building relationships at West Point, but at the prep school, you know, there's a lot of time. It's a little bit more, I want to say it's not lax, but it's more relaxed, you know, than West Point is. And, you, you know, back at in, in Fort Monmouth, we used to go out on the weekends all the time. We were on the Jersey Shore and you, you, you get to know people. And uh, then you go into West Point for four years and that five years uh, together makes these, uh, um, these bonds, you know, uh, that, uh, I, you know, uh, there's, there's prepsters here and West Pointers here too. But uh, my classmates, the, the prepsters, I um, probably have the tightest bond with. Yeah, I was the very first class at, West Point for the prep school like they really yeah I just missed it by <laughs> one year and we, we had heard all the stories about going out in the Jersey Shore and stuff and we were up oh in Highland Falls and it was halfway built too so you talk about all the nice facilities we didn't yeah. have any of that they had to bust us down to West Point for class mm. but uh how many of your classmates uh stuck from the prep school from your rest yeah. of the team all the way through oh that's a good question I have no idea I, I think you <laughs> no, know I mean, <laughs> uh, wrestlers yeah yeah, like so uh, that, that you know, uh, wrestlers that were on the team that wrestled there, we had, uh, I have other classmates that didn't wrestle um, at West Point, but, uh, right, you know, for me, Warnick, Reno, um, Dave Abrams, our 118 pounder, um, those are four I remember, but no, my, memory's not, my memory's not as good as he there could be one or two more in there. Yeah, I'm, th I'm looking back because I, I was at the prep school at, at Vormont too. And I'm like thinking back, like, man, I can't even remember. I, I remember onesie choosy, like who didn't go from prep school to West Point, but then like mm -hmm. who wrestled a few years and didn't, uh, it's hard to remember. But I actually had a work dinner in Red Bank last night um, and I was driving through, and I, I, I drove by Fort Monmouth and it was just so weird to, because yeah. it, it just brought back memories that I hadn't, I haven't really been back there since I was like 18 years old. So I was like driving through there and I was like, I remember like 18 year old thoughts back then, but it, it's like, yeah. it, was just, it was just really weird. It was yeah. fun. No, I mean, I, I had uh, prep school was uh, such a blast. And then, so I was talking to some of the prepsters there, you know, with COVID. Uh, and, and so when I was up there, it was last week. Yeah. Um, and uh, I said, Hey, you know, how, how, how is it here? And they've heard, and now even now they've heard about back in, in, uh, and at Fort Monmouth, it was, and uh, and, and the preps were saying, the preps were saying, you know, they had really tight relationships, and uh, and, and this was, um, and also talking to the plebes right now that were prepsters. So uh, one of the uh, the president of the plebe class escorted uh, my son, who's going to prep school, and so the president of the plebe class is also a prepster, and. Um, and so and I, I was asking them those questions. Hey, how was prep school? Like, man, I, I just loved it. You know, we, even though it was COVID, you know, the relationships and I just had so much fun, you know, uh, uh, and that right up on the hill, you know, uh, up the hill from uh, West Point. So uh, my son is really excited about it. Um, you know, there's things that he doesn't know about West Point. He'll figure that out just like I did. And so I'm not going to tell him. 
<laughs> which uh what things have you did you tell him like were you like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna make a point to tell you about this but like what are some things he maybe like you you didn't tell him unless he's gonna uh, I, you know i really didn't tell him a lot you know he <laughs> i just I, i've told him about you know the relationships and the life bonds and hey there were tough times but there were a lot of good times um and uh you know i've I, I just gave him generalities, you know, I don't want to tell him about, you know, uh, how plebeer really sucks. Um, but, uh, you know, cause he'll figure that out just like I figured it out. You know, I'm just giving him all the, for the most part, all the good stuff. And, uh, he's actually talked to, to, to plebes, uh, when he was on that tour and the prepsters. So he, he, he they, they gave him the skinny, uh, on it. So, um, uh, he'll be fine. He's a wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, uh, you want to talk about, uh, your career at West Point from a wrestling perspective, we got, you know, some of the accolades like three-time EIWA place winner, um, two-time finalist, two-time NCAA qualifier. You want to kind of talk through your progression as a wrestler at West Point? Uh, not really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I, you know, you had mentioned earlier, like there was a time where you started to burn out. Um, was that at yeah. West Point? Like so, you know, I, I'll tell you. So my first year, I, um, my first year, I, I start, you know, I did the uh, black and gold and, and was the starting 190 pounder and then went to East Stroudsburg. And uh, I think there was another tournament, one of my first tournament, and then went to East Stroudsburg and got it had a great three MCL tear. So that, that sucked. Uh, and so then, uh, after I had my, you know, uh, my surgery on that, um, I trained and did all my uh, rehab and, and got ready for the uh, university nationals. And, uh, and so I was working with a lot with uh, another 190 pounder who was a four time NCAA finalist and demon. Uh, um, and that was uh, Dwayne Goldman. So I, uh, he was an assistant coach. Um, and yeah, quite a, so he helped me uh, and then some of my classmates, you know, they're wrestling, uh, just get and, and getting out of that injury and, and training. And that's what kind of got me back is, uh, you know, uh, winning the university nationals and going on the world team and, and doing that. And then coming back my junior year, um, I was at 190 and I came down to 177 towards the end of the year. The coach said, I think you'd be more competitive at 177. So I did that, went to the NCAAs there and uh, then my junior year, uh, you know, did pretty well and, uh, you know, took third and went to the NCAAs and, uh, you know, never made all American had really close matches with each <laughs> match. I, I got put out by all Americans, you know, and every, uh, that sucked, but that's, you know, and then my senior year, um, uh, is where I really started to burn out. Um, and I was trying to give my best, uh, Dave and I were captains of the team. Uh, I was, you know, there more for my teammates there than I was for myself. Um, and, uh, you know, I still have, I still, you know, have random dreams about, you know, that senior year, because there's a little bit of guilt, you know, with that, because uh, I, you know, my senior year, I was just so, I wrestled since five, age five, and, you know, West Point's a grind, you know, and I, I busted my butt in academics, uh, and, you know, uh, graduated you know i think 365 and that's with athletic bringing it up and military bringing it up uh but i busted my butt and it, it, it was a lot you know two practices a day you know econ systems engineering 
all the military stuff, you know, it, it I'm not, you know, I, I don't know if it was West Point, but by my senior year, I was, I was, I was starting to burn out. You know, I didn't, I didn't have that, uh, you know, that same drive uh, that I had, you know, uh, my, my junior and senior, my freshman, junior and senior, or my freshman, my uh, freshman, sophomore and junior years. Yeah. Tyler yeah. and I were just talking about that earlier on the phone, yeah. you know, just, you know, literally just exactly, exactly what you were just saying about how, you know, your senior year, um, you know, can be tough. Cause there's a lot, there's a lot of distractions, you know, during yeah. year, you got, you know, you branching, you're posting, you know, all your friends outside of wrestling are having a blast. Cause you're like on top of the world as a first team. And now you're, you're still grinding. And so it can be yeah. a lot of distractions as a first team. So I didn't make the, uh, you know, my senior year, I didn't make the uh, NCAA uh, championships. And so what that gave me is uh, there was uh, four of us went on spring break. So, hey, this is what the spring break thing's all about, right? Uh, so we actually went on spring break and uh, I got to live uh, like, a, uh, you know, a normal college uh, um, uh, person going on spring break. So Where, I mean, where'd you uh, go? Bahamas and it was with the rest it was it was wrestlers you know it was it was you know I won't won't tell you who went and what we did it was just you know but it was a lot of fun we just like you know wrestlers are just uh, no moderation it's go and go hard all the time and we had a blast Uh, but uh, yeah and and so after uh, West Point um, I I divorced myself from wrestling you know my dad was upset uh, because he wanted me uh, you know, as the number one record wrestler in the country and at my weight class. And uh, he's, I want you to just like all the Apple guys uh, go be an Olympian. And I was like, nope, I'm going to be a second lieutenant and I'm going to do something else. And uh, so, uh, and, and, and there's some, some times in my military career where wrestling popped out, you know, uh, and uh, um yeah, I, I use my wrestling, but uh, uh, you know, there, there are situations where I, I, I'd use my wrestling, and and uh, um, but it wasn't the compete; it was uh, something else. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I pretty much divorced myself from wrestling. Didn't want to really watch it, think about it, uh, and until my wife, while I was uh, on TDY in my in, in my last command before I retired, uh, brought my my boys over to uh, to uh, like uh, youth wrestling. And uh, so, and I came back and it's like, guess what I did? And it's like, what? Uh, so my boys wrestled, uh, you know, some youth wrestling and then one of them didn't, it isn't, he's a, he's a brainiac and, uh, um, and, and Jackson is too, uh, but Jackson is, uh, he stayed with it and, and uh, my oldest, um, but uh, yeah, it's, and even my girls wrestled for a year um, and they did pretty well. Well. Yeah. Staying, uh, staying on the, the theme, you're, you know, we're talking about your senior year and being beat down and um, kind of burnt out a little bit. I, I know that that's something that definitely ha- hasn't gone away for West Pointers, especially yeah. like on the wrestling team. Do you have anything that like, if there's like a cadet who's like a sophomore or junior on the wrestling team, who's like starting to feel that now, what did you, what would you have done differently? Or do you think you have like learned anything from that experience that you could pass on to someone like that? You know, I would, and I learned this cause I went to, I got my math. Yeah. You know, so I got my master's uh, in exercise uh, physiology, kin- kinesiology, whatever. Um, and I, um, you know, so I took classes on sports psychology at university of Virginia. And that's where I went and I went back to, to teach at West point. Um, 
yeah, so I sat and exercise, you know, I'm in exercise physiology classes, I'm not exercise, um, sports psychology classes, and they're, they're talking about uh, different sports wrestlers, they're talking about gymnasts, and some of the issues, it's like, <laughs> that was me, uh, and, you know, so I would, you know, I would, I would look at, you know, what ask or resources do you have available as a, a wrestler? You know, so we had not back then we had the center for enhanced performance, the CEP, and it was different than what it is now. But I think now based off of the tour I got last week, uh, they have more, I don't, I don't know if they, I think they've got sports psychologists. Uh, I think a sports psychologist, uh, would be, and there's nothing wrong, you know, with, you know, especially with optimal performance and hey, here's the, the things that are, because, uh, you know, uh, athletics are, are is so mental at the elite level. What separates people is, is, you know, your mind, your state of mind and what you're thinking. Um, and so I would say to the wrestlers there, I, I don't know if there's, uh, there's sports psychologists at the CEP, but I recommend, you know, you leverage, you know, and, and, and be frank and tell them, hey, I'm burnt out. I want to be there. I want to do this. I'm there for my, my buddies. Uh, but uh, this is what I'm thinking. And they work, you know, I got a lot of, uh, especially in my uh, sophomore and junior year, my yearling cow year, uh, I use the CEP for, you know, uh, uh, for, uh, getting my, uh, my mind into, you know, optimal, um, competition mode where I'm thinking positive, Hey, I'm going to go out there and I'm own this and, and putting aside negative thoughts. Um, but, uh, I, if I had, you know, so I, I don't know if I would have gotten that back then, but now I think they've got those resources. I get with a sports psychologist, the best one in there and say, Hey, here's how I'm feeling. Uh, here's, uh, you know, I don't want to, you know, I, I want to perform better. I don't want to feel like this. And how can I do that? What are the things? And, uh, you know, I learned a lot, all the things I did wrong or, you know, were going that route when I was in my master's program, which was way too late. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe a shameless plug for the Academy too. We listened to Doc Z's episode that West Point is pretty far advanced right now in that aspect as compared to some other universities so like you're saying i mean the resources are there now and it's just whether or not guys will will take advantage of it because i remember guys my even when i was there there were a bunch of guys that's why i was kind of asking earlier how many guys stayed all the way through because there was mm -hmm. a decently high attrition rate on the team when i was there from guys yeah. who you know especially when i was at prep school but guys from my freshman year through senior year there were a lot of guys who ended up leaving the team for one reason or the other yep no, uh, that would be great if you can uh, uh, push those guys to uh, get some help there and, and um, sports psychology. Yeah, and uh, on Dave Warnick's episode, he talked about, you know, his junior and senior year, he felt like if NCAAs were in December, he would all Americans, you know, the, the yeah. and just like kind of just the grind of the season, just kind of wearing on you and, you know, not. Uh, you know, so that, you know, so I'm a, you know, a, uh, uh, I've really, when I was at UVA and then I went back to teach at West Point in the Department of Physical Education, you know, there, and, and this is in every sport, uh, what I, I didn't go through, it was, it was just intense, you know, it, it was just the, the coaching philosophy at that time. Uh, it was go hard the whole, you know, from the start of the season to the end of the season. 
and you know you can't do that and so you're going to peak you know around you know uh penn state duels which we did i mean we always did awesome at penn state duels and um but after that it was everybody was you know on, on the uh on the slide down so the what's important is you know understanding a here's your 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 base uh, uh you know your base phase of training for wrestling and you can't be going banging hard you know and so there's things that i think you, you have to and it depends on each sport what you do uh but there's a base phase where you're working technique you're you're getting that fundamental um cardiovascular anaerobic system ready and then there's a build phase you know where you're starting to build on that and there's certain things you know i'm not a exercise physiologist uh you know trained on how to do wrestlers but i mean there's there's some fundamentals there you know, um, and, you know, and then uh, and, and going in for however many weeks that is or months uh, to go into your peak, where do you want to peak at? You know, and that's going to be the, the EIWAs, right? Um, or, you know, Navy EIWAs. And, um, but uh, that's where you want to peak. So um, I, I've seen multiple coaches and I think it would be good. Um, and I'll, I'll get to Chuck Barbie in a second. So I was back at, at, at at West Point as a officer representative, you know, so I got, I got to see in the beginning, the coaches, uh, and, uh, Chuck Barbie, you know, I think, so Phil Simpson and, and he had multiple, um, he had multiple, uh, you know, all Americans uh, there. They, uh, at, by that time, um, they were, you know, from my perspective, we're doing more of the, you know, kind of the base build peak, you know, uh, from, from what I could see. Now I wasn't on the mat, you know, uh, grinding with the guy. So they would have a better um, perspective on that. But my recommendation is, you know, I think uh, you're gonna probably ask me at the end uh, who, uh, uh, you know, I've got, I've got a good suggestion that may help um, uh, on, on some on folks that you could talk to that have perspectives from other, um, wrestling teams to academy or West Point uh, specific, you know, and, and how to, to manage that. Uh, so ask, make sure you ask me on, on who I think uh, should be a, a guest uh, um, uh, yeah. interviewee. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. That's our last question always. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I know, uh, I know you said you didn't want to talk about your wrestling time at West Point. We definitely pulled a lot out of you. So I appreciate your insights on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was, I mean, a lot of fun. I mean, I'm not going to say, I still had a wonderful time my senior year. I mean, there, and it was, you know, the, the things that I, I enjoyed the most, uh, you know, we had some great wins and don't ask me exactly which ones those are. Uh, but, uh, you know, but the time with the guys, you know, traveling, uh, you know, working together on, on, you know, where we had to, have uh, academics and helping one or you know going out you know we when we travel we we compete and then we go out you know and trying to live like a college student for a night you know uh those were you know some of my my favorite memories or outside of uh you know uh of wrestling sometimes you know yeah. This will be the last question on on wrestling because and it's, it's it's wrestling but it's unrelated to like the wrestling season I feel like um you know times have developed uh, we're wrestling now in college, people wrestle all 12 months. There's no break. Now, I didn't really wrestle. You know, we didn't really do that, uh, under Chuck Barbie as much. It was like optional. Um, 
but you competed a lot in the off season, you know, going to, you know, Czechoslovakia, you know, yeah, in 1990, yeah. um, you know, talk to us a little bit about com- competing uh, wrestling in the off season and, and like how maybe there was like mindset, you know, was there mindset shifts, you know, it was different, you know, I know. you. you yeah, it's going to be different for me. It was uh, so I wasn't uh, to be honest, I wasn't a collegiate wrestling fan. Uh, I, I mean, college wrestling. I mean, no, I, and so I, lo- I liked wrestling, but I didn't like the style. You know, we're the only nation in the world that wrestles college wrestling. Everybody wrestles freestyle and Greco. And, you know, in the 80s and 90s, you know, Greco was, you know, the best wrestlers are in Greco. Uh, and freestyle was, you know, the second to Greco. I don't know how it is now. Um, but for me, my favorite, you know, uh, style was, was Greco-Roman. And uh, so for me, when it was postseason, it inspired, it's what I like to do. It's what I was passionate about. Um, and why I didn't com- continue with that after, you know, my college career is just, I was a done period, with, you know, I, I need to do something different. I didn't want my identity to be just a, you know, TJ, the right, the wrestler. I wanted, I wanted, you know, uh, uh take, you know, a new path. Uh, but so to answer your question, um, I, I don't have a lot of, you know, um, advice on, you know, wrestling off season. I just, I love, I love Greco. I mean, I loved uh, wrestling and uh, I loved practicing Greco. I loved competing in Greco. I wish, uh, you know, uh, they did freestyle and Greco and, you know, uh, elementary, you know, peewee programs all the way through. Um, you know, I, I think that would be better. But so I, I can't give you really much help, but I would, uh, you know, it, my advice is, and this isn't what you're asking, uh, but how to get better you know, at, you know, at that elite level is really to study the science of wrestling off season, you know, and look at different wrestlers from other countries, you know, and, and countries we don't like, you know, watch the, the, the Iranian wrestlers uh, and the styles on, on their tie-ups and how they're, 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 you know, I don't like, you know, I don't like the government there, but, uh, um, but the wrestlers, you know, watch them. And, and, and play around with those skills. And you're gonna see that in freestyle, you're gonna see it in Greco. Watch the, uh, the Russian wrestlers and, um, and, and, and there's other countries uh, too that are, that, are, uh, uh, that are picking up, um, or that have been you know, former Eastern Bloc uh, countries. But uh, you know, look at, watch wrestling. That's what I learned from D- Joe DeMeo is you, know, you learn a lot and he was uh, that, that uh, Aqua, um, you know, Hall of Fame, uh, you know, coach. Um, he's, you know, you learn a lot by watching wrestling. You know, you learn a lot by, uh, I used to say, uh, 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 doing wrestling. You, know, you learn a lot from having it done to you, and have, you learn a lot from coaching. But uh, I think there's one area that you know our, our, these our wrestlers can all right, stop looking at uh, at what everybody does in college wrestling. Look at some of the. You know, watch Musabar um, Satyev, a Chechenian, you know, uh, he's one of the, the, the greatest wrestlers of all time, seven-time world champion, three-time Olympic champion. Um, watch him in some of his, you know, what he's doing. And you can see some of his judo styles from an Ipan Sayanagi to a, a Haraya Goshi. I mean, you'll see some of those things and you'll see what Iranians are doing. I'd watch and then get in the, in the wrestling room and play around with those things uh, because, uh, you know, the t- Dave Taylors, I think it's Dave Taylor, whatever, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're probably, they're competing against these guys and doing that. But, uh, 
um, you can learn a lot from watching different styles in different countries that are dominating on the international scene. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's, uh, so getting back to jumping forward. Um, so you do all the SF stuff. Yeah. Now uh, you finally get a, a, the chance to do some of the things that you wanted to do when you went to West Point. Um, can you kind of talk through your transition from SF into the acquisition core and uh, how that set you up for what you do now? Yeah, so uh, kind of your DP time first, though. We could, that that was after you were in DP, right? I'm sure there's a million good stories of when you were in uh, teaching back at West Point. <laughs> oh man, I I loved uh, I loved teaching at West Point. It was a totally different experience than going there. It was it was wonderful. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you want me to talk about the web, the teaching yeah, at? Yeah, they, they, you went they kind of hand in hand because you were at yeah. DP. When you yeah, so I'll tell you, uh, I, I taught, you know, so I taught in, in DPE, they've got exercise physiology classes now, and um, they have your standard boxing, and they used to have wrestling, um, combatives, and um, so uh, my favorite thing that I taught when I was back in DPE was boxing. Um, I just absolutely loved uh, boxing, and I thought it was one of the best classes there at West Point. And it may not have been for you two guys uh, because you're you're uh, you know in a your wrestling is like one of the ultimate uh, contact warrior sports. Uh, a lot of the uh, West Pointers, you know, that come in there are uh, are haven't been in a fight. I grew up. I fought. I wrestled. I got fights. Uh, you know, that was uh, I, you know, I like that stuff, right? Uh, there are a lot of these kids that come in. Uh, don't come from those backgrounds and they're uh, never been in a fight. And I love my favorite stories were, uh, you know, or my favorite experiences were teaching, you know, these 15, 14, 1500 SAT geniuses who'd never been in an altercation of any sort, how to face fear and overcome fear in an aggressive and survive and face all that. And, um, Gosh, that was, and I saw that happen. I saw guys, and I'm not going to say his name, but there was a, a boxer uh, on the jabby valve that was, I mean, running, cowering, crying, you know, from a jabby valve. And I was like, oh, geez. Um, you know, because that's just kind of my fabric. But all right, this is a kid that's never uh, been in a fight before. And, you know, uh, so our program director when I was there was uh, a great, great. Uh, and he still is there. Is Bray Barone, an amazing man. And I had uh, peers like uh, um, Jerry Hart and uh, Lenny Bornino and all these other guys, Nick Gist, and um, but and so we had a really good program. And and Ray uh, taught us uh, with the boxers, uh, hey, make sure they they feel like they can be in control. That means you need to teach them everything that they can. You know, they need to know but put them in a, a situation where they, they're in control. They're not getting their ass beaten. You know, they, they have the opportunity uh, to be in control and there's the hope of being successful. You know, so control and success is what Ray taught us. And I took that on the rest of my career after that. Uh, and from, I, I learned, you know, in boxing from Ray Barone and my, my peers. Um, but so getting back to those, those boxers, these the eggheads, you know, that had never been in an altercation before. So, you know, I would take him, all right, so he really sucks. I, all right, so I'm going to have him really bad skill go against somebody a lot lighter and sucks too, but, you know, he'll survive. And I, I pair him up, right? And because I want 
both guys to be successful, right? And this isn't this isn't my this I didn't design it this way. This is this is Ray Barone, you know, his his genius. He would he wanted guys to be in success and control. Uh, but learning from Ray, uh, applying that in uh, with these boxers that had never been in altercation, wrestling match, fight, you know, whatever. Um, we were actually able to take, you know, this one guy who cowered on a jabby valve, you know, it, uh, that would kind of irk you, you know, to, to the core, uh, but see that that boxer uh, on the graded evaluation at the end. Uh, and I remember this one guy I gave him like a C minus, uh, and that was being generous. Um, I gave him a C minus, uh, but he he had his you know his headgear on after his fights like this. He's you know blood all over his face. He sucked, but he was getting after it, you know, and being a warrior, horrible boxer, getting his ass whooped. Uh, but he got you know he faced his fear. He came, he overcame his fear. It was beautiful. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. There was a rumor when I was at West Point, when I was a plebe and I was boxing, that people used to say that back in the day the instructors would give the opportunity to like uh, the first like couple lessons you could box your instructor and if you won you got to validate the course but like no one ever validated the course because the instructors used to just beat the crap yeah out. i don't think that you I know, know that was ever true. No, not back in our day man uh, <laughs> they were i mean so ray barone was one of our instructors he wasn't the director but he and and dude's got like hands that are like melons yeah. man you, you just do there's no way no one would ever want to fight him man he's yeah yeah uh but now uh, now i the, now everybody was yeah even guys that fought and you know been a lot of fights we wouldn't even think about challenging our our uh instructors yeah that, that yeah. plea rumor mill runs wild so you never yeah. know yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so you were you were my uh my boxing instructor i vividly remember like the first day, I, rem- I honestly, I now that you, you know, I think about it, I remember your name, and, and I remember, and I, I called you guys all by your first name, so I'd memorize your your name. So what I did was I'd memorize your name, uh, and because we had, I could go into the system, and I had Brian Rowan, I could see, and I, I, I memorized them, and so here's kind of the art of it. I'd memorize everybody's name and face, and and, and before we start the first class. And so the uh, and the first class you go okay what's your name and and you say I'm Brian Rowan okay where you know where are you from and so blah 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 and you know and uh, you know what sport uh, and but I knew that I knew it all for the whole class and at the end of the class you know and the reason I did that is because I wanted to connect with all the boxers I want them hey so I, as I, they're doing something hey Brian yeah you know straighten out your jab he's like you know yes sir all right great uh, you're doing a great job you know. But uh, so I memorized all that stuff. And a lot of guys go, sir, how do you know, remember all that stuff? That's because I sit there and study it before, you know, the, the first class. And so um, that was something I did because I wanted to connect with each boxer, you know, and on a, on a, outside of being a cadet, just, you know, being a warrior, a developing warrior and talk with them and treat them like a, an adult and not a plebe. Was, uh, was Brian a good boxer? You can be honest. It's all, I, you know, it's all I don't fun. remember, I, you know, I, he had, to, he's a wrestler, man. I'm sure he did. Means, How'd you do, Brian? That means no. I, no, I was so pumped because I was like, all right, I'm going to get to beat some cadets up. Like, this is going to be great. But I have, I have really short arms. So I remember like when you were teaching, I was like, this is so unfair. Like, you know, you know, ma- you know, um, you know, I can't remember your captain right or major at a time, but like, I've seen you like your jab 
and your jab was like eight inches longer than I'm like, that's not fair. But I, um, I actually fought uh, another wrestler in, in our little, in our first bout. And it was like, I'm fighting another wrestler. So it was like, it was pretty much like dead even. And then uh, our second one, I got some like regular cadet and I beat his ass. <laughs> it, was so, it was so fun. <laughs> I was I was in when I went through I was went with all the football players and uh, so that was uh, advantageous because I was a wrestler and I was in you know our you know wrestlers and the anaerobic what we do you know it just gave us an advantage in there because by you know second round they were dying uh, just uh, just different you know um, training regimens you know wrestling is more like boxing than than uh, than you know uh, football is like boxing you know. Did you, uh, did you get into any of your Greco, you know, background with the team? Like when you were uh, as an OR at all, or like, do you get on the mat much? No, uh, I did get on the mat one time and it was with a 184 pounder. I was a 190 pounder and uh, Luke, uh, I can't remember. It was a 184. Calvert. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, Hey, sir, you want to wrestle? And he knew, uh, you know, it was a 190 pounder. Yeah, sure. Luke, I'll get out there with you. Uh, worst decision I ever made. So it was like, uh, <laughs> it was like, you know, 10 years later, uh, you know, so what was that like 2003 or something like that? I get out there and I'm wrestling with him and I'm giving this dude everything I got. And he was a freaking bull. And, um, you know, so, you know, I was doing spiral rides. I was like, man, I was just trying to break him down. I was like, damn, I've, <laughs> I've lost it. I should not be on the mat with this kid uh this man right uh this young man is like uh so I, I made a very smart decision uh you know with you know somebody at my weight class that would and he was he was a, he was an excellent wrestler was like I, I didn't you know I, I had shoulder problems or I already had two shoulder surgeries right it's like I don't need you know Luke to pull my arm off and beat me with it so I was like uh I'm not gonna do that anymore um, <laughs> but uh, yeah I did get out you know a little bit I would drill a little bit with with the guys but uh not go hard with because you know a division one wrestler in their prime is uh you know uh is is way beyond a division one 10 years ago yeah. you know there's a big big difference so but that was fun i was i love I, and i love that i went back to my wife I was, oh man that's great and i remember it when I, the ors would come and you know, try and wrestle with us i did not you know because they're old older dudes right you didn't want to hurt them so I'd rest and I, I, I'd make sure they knew that I was in charge. Uh, but you know, this is when I was a, a wrestler, you know, I, but I wouldn't hurt them because I mean, they were good dudes and I didn't want to. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's what Luke was doing with me. He, was, he didn't want to, you know, let, let me, he didn't want to hurt me completely, you know, but uh, yep. yeah, that was good stuff. That's funny. Yeah, so get, getting kind of into your transit. So, um, oh, yeah, transition. Yeah, back to transition. So, I'm at uh, West Point, BPE, permanent profile SF guy. Uh, you know, I've got the, you know, cochlear impact. I had a whole bunch of stuff, uh, you know, happen to me. And, and uh, so, I've got, you know, I became a permanent profile and had a lot of surgeries while I was there, even though I was teaching BPE. And uh, um, there was a former company commander when I was in A2 as a plebe, and he's an SCS now. I saw him last week. Um, he's a SES in uh, PEO soldier, Andy Clements, and he came out of Ranger Regiment. This dude was, I mean, as a company commander, was amazing. I mean, just the greatest leader. 
Um, and still, you know, he went into Ranger Regiment, had to leave Ranger Regiment because his wife was terminally ill, uh, but went into the dark side of acquisition. When I say that, he was doing, um, you know, uh, classified uh, uh, type organizations. And so I ran into him at West Point at DP and he goes, TJ, how you doing? And I was like, I'm doing good. And he was a, uh, I think I was, no, I think we were both majors at the time. And he was a, he just came out of doing one of the most classified organizations as a PM. And he was the HRC guy. And he said, we need acquisition. We need SF guys in acquisition. I said, what? And uh, so, hey, here's what it is. And he explained it to me and I was like, okay, I'm interested. And, uh, you know, and, and he had followed my career, you know, with, uh, you know, going MI and then becoming a scout and best ranger and all that stuff. And, and, and so after the accession timeline for acquisition, um, you know, when you're supposed to do it, he just said, I got it. I mean, this is the type of guy that was, you know, is still, I mean, very revered and respected. He, he got me through the system uh, outside of the normal acquisition process. And that's how I became a acquisition officer. I mean, he made that happen. And uh, I was supposed to go to a, a very classified organization to start off with, but uh, he then said, hey, I'm going to put you over in PEO soldier. And that was, you know, that was great for me. And so I went from, um, you know, the you know, operational side, special forces to DPE, then to the acquisition side, and then soon got into, you know, acquisition for, uh, you know, the dark side uh, doing, uh, uh, doing stuff. And uh, it, it was an easy transition for me, you know, it, uh, because you still have, uh, you know, and when I was a PEO soldier and, and, and SOCOM doing acquisition, uh, you're still working with, you know, the soldiers, you know, and, and special operators, they're, they're, they're teams of teams, they're uh, the people that need the resources and equipment and, um, you know, they need people supporting them and that are like-minded. And uh, I, I, I found the transition very easy. Um, and uh, you're just working with people, you know, um, and I, I loved it. I mean, I love my, my acquisition career, I had a, a wonderful time. And then so that brought me into uh, when I retired um, uh, in uh, 2014, uh, I, went into, I wanted to go into industry. So I'm, uh, we'll go back. You know, I went to West Point because I wanted to be this corporate guy. I wanted to be Alex P. Keaton from Family Ties, right? And, uh, you know, 22 years later, I was like, all right, now I'm going to go on the corporate side. So I did that. I went to uh, a really good small company and uh, it, it uh, a really good leader at the top and uh, started off as like a PM and became a director and then a VP. And I learned everything I could about that small company or how to be a small company or, you know, everything I needed to do uh, to start my own company. So in 2017, I started my own company and uh, uh, we're, you know, uh, five years, about five years now. And uh, we've got another company that I'm a managing partner for. Um, and uh, I, I love it uh, because uh, my uh, main company right now, the OSS, uh, it, the people that are on that team for the staff are people I want to have on that team, people that are, you know, like on the, the wall of uh, the wrestling room, they chase greatness, you know? So my CTO uh, wrestled in Idaho, uh, went, got his master's in, uh, at, uh, uh, at University of Iowa, but he was a wrestler. You know, my COO is a college football player, you know, and, and you know, strong academic guy, but he was a, played at JSU, uh, he's like 230, and he's still in awesome shape. 
you know, and there's others in my company, everybody that is kind of vetted and, and they chase greatness. And that's one of the things that we try to find in our company, the people that we bring in is we don't want to just bring in somebody to do the job. We want people that are passionate about what they do um, and are good at it. And, and sometimes it may not necessarily need to be the exact skill. They're, they're good at what they do, but it, I, we like to find people that are passionate about something. It, it could be, uh, I don't know, uh, it could be uh, needlework, but they're the best needle worker. You know, I don't know, that's a, a crazy, I, you know, it, it, you pick it. Uh, we, we're looking for people that are passionate about something and, and, and want to be great at something. Um, and I love to have athletes too, uh, competitive athletes. I mean, that always, if I see somebody that's a, a competitive athlete and they're good at their jobs, like, all right, uh, I'm gonna keep an eye on that person. Um, but I, that's, I love what I'm doing now in, uh, because we're, you know, building a, a team and, uh, the, uh, they have input to, uh, the systems and the tools and the resources um, it's, it's, uh, it's, I'm really enjoying it. And I don't think I would have been, uh, you know, where we're at right now as a company, uh, without my wrestling experiences, uh, and without my special forces experience and acquisition and my boxing and DPE, you know, learning, you know, I, I take those things I've learned from being a boxing instructor, instructor about control, giving a boxer control and success. And you do the same thing for an employee, you know, give them you know, enough control, you know, so you're not micromanaging, but, you know, you're going to have to, uh, you know, train them and resource them, you know, so they can be successful, define what success is, have them define what success is, and then have them drive towards it. I mean, all the stuff, you know, I've, uh, I've taken in from and learned so much from, from wrestling, from boxing, from teaching, from special forces, and I'm just taking that, that, and applying it uh, to to a company, and it's it's freaking fun. Yeah, I think that's I think that's so big to to hear too, because when you're a high school kid looking at going to West Point, whether it's for athletics or for whatever, you look at the Army, and everyone assumes that you know you go to the Army, you're going to be in a foxhole somewhere cold at night. Like, oh, what is that? What can that do for me? Like, past just being in the Army, but you know there you kind of just tied all that stuff together for kids who are looking at West Point or getting recruited by West Point that may want to do other things that you know you're in the position that you're in and you just you know tied all those things together so I think that's something that uh we may not do as well on this podcast of highlighting um so mm -hmm. appreciate your insights with that yeah uh, right on my pleasure man this is uh so what else you guys want to talk about <laughs> Uh, we definitely want to know. Where'd you get for a grade? What did I give you, Brian, for a boxing grade? I think I got a B plus. I have to go you back. Sure? I kind of remember. I, I remember two rests. I always get. I bet you got. Are you sure you didn't get an A? I don't know. I gotta find. I think my transcript is actually like in my drawer here. Maybe maybe I'll find it. I have to look at my okay. transcript. We'll say. Let me know. I, <laughs> I, I I I you know I remember your face. And uh, I, I remember the name and I remember, you know, the, the last name and first name. I mean, I forgot it's been years, but uh, I don't know, that was, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. I'll have to report. I know, I know I got, I got a copy of it in my, uh, my uh, previous, like what were they called? Uh, uh, what's like the book where you keep all your OERs and all that stuff. I love me book. Yeah. I have one of those still. It's like, it has all my stuff in it from, from West Point too. Uh, yeah. 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 
Um, the last thing, I mean, we, um, you know, you guys had a class reunion recently. I saw, you know, Reno put up, I think it was maybe like a year ago. Um, you guys. Oh yeah. So together. yeah, and I'm on my ass on that. Uh, so uh, last year, you know, uh, last year, um, it was for Carrie Tucker's birthday. We had a, a you know, like a, a wrestling reunion that we did in, in, uh, Dallas and, uh, Reno, I think, uh, put it together and it was phenomenal. I mean, just, uh, we had, uh, we stayed up all, I mean, we're, you know, I, I needed days after that to recover because we would stay <laughs> up. I mean, we, we'd stay up all night just talking, you know? Um, and we did that for like three days uh, straight and we're supposed to do that, uh, here in Huntsville, um, you know, this year and, and I've got to get that, that time out to the guys. Uh, and I think some of the guys that other year groups want to come to, um, but, uh, boy, we had a, a blast and we just pick up, there's a lot of, uh, army wrestlers and, uh, and, you know, classmates in uh, Dallas area. And, um, but we now we've got some, uh, here, you know, well, Warnick's here, I'm here and, uh, I'm probably missing somebody else. Uh, but, uh, in the area, we've got, uh, some, some wrestlers, but yeah, we're going to do a reunion, um, I, uh, hopefully again this year and, and, and keep it going. Um, cause it, it's, it's great to, you know, it, it was, it was great. It was good for the soul for us to all get back together. We pretty much got the whole, you know, class of 93 wrestling team, which was pretty much the starting team, right. Uh, all together. And that was, that was fantastic. Well, that's awesome. You got your third year reunion coming up here next, next year. Um, as well. Yeah. Wow. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess I, gotta, I didn't even think about that. I guess you got to go to that. Yeah, um, my and hopefully hopefully my son's there, right? Yeah. So yeah, I, I gotta go, right? Yeah, that'll be that'll be pretty cool. He'll be a, well, he'll be a plebe at that point, you know. So it'll be a yeah. I, I went to my ten year reunion a couple of years ago, and that was that was a lot of fun. A lot, a lot. Oh, of fun. I had yeah. So I was teaching at DPE, and Dave Warnick and Nancy, his wife. Uh, stayed with us and uh, that was a lot of fun but I you know it's it's uh, I think more fun uh, you know probably later you know because when you're 10 year, you know 10 year reunions are kind of funky everybody's trying to you know uh, impress everyone you know uh, so at 30 it's you know hey what are your kids are doing even some have grandkids right um, so that will be uh, that'll be a lot of fun to do so I, I need to, thanks for the reminder <laughs> yeah yeah uh... Tyler, what else you got? You got, you got any questions? Um, uh, Brian, Brian writes the notes for these things, so I'm all I'm all tapped out now. Um, oh yeah, yeah. We've hit, we've hit, I mean, we've hit on a ton of stuff, so it's been awesome. This has been a really fun one. Man, I, well, I, I had I, guys, I really appreciate it. So uh, I think one question you guys ask is who should uh, yeah. you bring yeah. back? Here's a here's a recommendation I have. I don't know if you've gotten this recommendation uh, yet. Um, because I thought about it, who, you know, what wrestlers, what, and, you know, we, we talked about, you know, sports psychology, we talked about periodization, you know, with base build peak, you know, optimal training and all that stuff. Um, there, there's perspectives, and I think it'd be very helpful for uh, this coach and other coaches and coaches of, you know, peewee programs out there um, and, and high school uh, uh, programs is hearing from coaches, you know, coaches that, um, you know, uh, that, you know, like, um, uh, Jack Spates, you know, I think Jack Spates, you know, I think every coach can learn Jack Spates was one of the best recruiters. I mean, you talk to anybody that, you know, he, that, uh, was recruited by Jack Spates having, he's retired, 
you know, he went on to be, the, he started that Cornell or make Cornell, you know, what it is today. And Rob Cole has obviously done phenomenal there. Uh, but have Jack Spates talk about, you know, uh, you guys interview him, talk about, you know, recruiting and, you know, that Dave and other guys said you're a great recruiter. He's a great coach too. Um, but uh, get a perspective of uh, a coach at West Point and then a coach that went on to Cornell and, and Oklahoma, um, you know, what, what, you know, going back, you know, what would you say to that coach, you know, at, when you were a coach, you know, what would you say to yourself or what would you say to the coach right now? Uh, and then you had uh, Jack Effner, uh, intense dude, great, uh, really good coach. Um, you know, he, I think he coached there and then I think he went on to coach another school, I think, I don't know. Uh, but, uh, I know, uh, but he's got uh, those experiences. Uh, Dwayne Goldman was the assistant coach there and then went on to Indi Indiana. He was only there, I think for uh, two years. Um, Chuck, uh, Barbie, you know, uh, very successful. I mean, and I watched him as an OR on his, you know, periodization and how I saw it, I, you know, as wrestlers, you may going through it may see something different, but I think the coaches can give a perspective wrestling at, or coaching at different colleges. I mean, being college athletes, coaching at West Point and coaching at other colleges, you know, what would you go back and tell uh, the current coach um, or what would you tell the wrestlers you know, what, what did they learn about the sports psychology of burn? You know, because, you know, it's not just uh, West pointers that burn out their senior year. I mean, there's a lot of other guys that started at five and six years old that competed at, you know, an intense level at, you know, going out to Fargo and doing all that stuff. So it's not just, uh, it's not just West point, you know, those, uh, those guys, you know, talking with them, I think you could get some in, in valuable insights that would, uh, could really impact uh, wrestlers, you know, uh, current wrestlers and, uh, you know, uh, guys that go into coaching, you know, I think there's a lot. That's one recommendation. Yeah, I think we had, we had Chuck Barbie on. Um, he's the only coach other than Coach Ward that we've had on um, as far as head coaches and previous head coaches. Um, I kind of, now I have to go back to, to Coach Barbie and ask him some of those questions because that's, and th those are, those are great questions. I didn't even think about. Um, we need to have, you know, coach Afner on, uh, for yeah. sure. Uh, coach Steers has been somebody that's come, you know, that, that Oh yeah. 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 Um, Absolutely. Asked, you know, really. I mean, just to kind of put the pieces together, uh, you know, cause people will mention tidbits about coaches and things like that, but you're there at West point for four years. You're kind of going through the grind. You don't really think about, it. you know, the coaches have so much, you know, perspective on the West point wrestling program, especially, you know, you know, uh, Coach Hafner and Coach Steers were there for so long. Um, yeah. You know, we need to, we need to. Yeah. Yeah. The other recommendation I have is, you know, uh, is having uh, co-captains on, you know, you, you don't, you don't want to hear from me again. You don't want to hear from Dave again, or he and I beating each other. We've known each other since prep school, you know, poking each other. But, you know, uh, another recommendation is having co-captains on together. You know, what did you learn as, you know, and what could you have done, you know, what did you do great as a uh, captain and what didn't you do? And, and then you have good, funny stories in there. And like, if Dave and I, we've already done our thing here, but you know, we poke each other, you know, New York and PA and, uh, you know, we've known each other for freaking ever, you know? Um, but, uh, you know, having like, uh, you know, um, um, Jack Ventress and Jake Garcia, they, they were uh, two, our co-captains, you know, when I was a, a cow, they're, they're, they're great dudes. I mean, uh, just world-class guys. They were great co-captains, you know, 
uh, they've got stories, you know, just there's humor there. There's going to be a lot of humor there, you know, things that they, they, you know, and there's going to be this the feeding off each other. I'll get more stories. I think a lot of insight, uh, things that could, uh, you know, enrich uh, your podcast. You said Jack Ventress and who's the other one? Jack, uh, Jake Garcia. So Jack Ventress, I think he's, uh, uh, he's an infantry colonel, you know, a uh, real successful career. Then uh, Jacob Garcia, uh, he went to, um, he did that inner service branch transfer thing where he became a, a Navy uh, navigator. You know, he did that and then went to Stanford. And I ran into him when we had a reunion uh, this past year up in, in uh, Dallas, Texas. Um, but it, two, you know, successful, I mean, you'll find just about every army wrestler and, you know, is, is doing something very interesting. Um, but, uh, those, those two guys would be, uh, you know, you have each on separately, but maybe just to kind of mix it up, you know, the coaches talk about those things we talked about and having co-captains from different years, you know, on there that, you know, um, I think it, it, they could feed, you know, feed off one another. So those are my two recommendations. You know, those are the, those are the, uh, that's like, these are the best recommendations I think we've gotten shots fired in all the previous episodes, but um, they, uh, the thought that the thought you put into that, I, I really appreciate that. Oh, no, it was, you know, normally people sometimes just I trip over questions. things, you know, I, I've hit my head so many damn times. Now it's finally working better. But well, we appreciate you coming on uh, today. This is a lot of fun. Uh, man I, it was a, a blast uh talking with you guys and hearing getting your perspectives um and so brian you're down at fort bragg no i was i was at fort bragg um i i moved i moved up uh to back to pennsylvania uh, okay. a year ago uh from the fort bragg area yeah um so where you know so if i do a business after the fact we won't hold up this up but uh Love to talk with you guys offline too, and lots of good stories that you know aren't appropriate for uh, uh, viewing on this podcast. But uh, uh, yeah, I would love to you know give you some insights, Tyler, on some of the things we talked about uh, offline on yeah. your, your career and future and opportunities, and and uh, you as well, Brian, just to, to chat. Uh, um, I, I really enjoyed uh, chatting with you guys and uh, learned a lot from you both. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. Appreciate it. And uh, thanks to the listeners for listening in. This this was a long one. This was this was awesome. So uh, hey, go army. Be navy. Be hall. That's right. Thanks for tuning in to the B Hall Radio Show. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe and leave us a five star rating on your favorite podcast platform. If there's something you'd like to hear on a future show, reach out to us on any of our social media: Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Or you can reach us at email bhaw.radio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And as always, go Army, be Navy.